Hey everybody, it's Editing Katie. I just wanted to jump in really quick and give you guys a heads up. We are testing a little bit of a new formula, especially with the review for this episode being a new episode, so please be patient with us. And if you are worried about spoilers, please stick around. I promise we address that pretty quickly. So thank you and enjoy. Welcome to Certainly Doomed Reviews. I'm Corey. I'm Katie. It's Kurt. I'm Sam. And on this week's episode, we are doing a light review. and We're kind of mixing things up a little bit, um, but we're going to be talking about Last Night in Soho. Yay for our first brand new, like, new release podcast. Yeah! We saw it in the theaters. We're fancy. <laughs> yeah, we are. We don't we don't have a, a dumb title for this one, no. so. <laughs> How about Last Week in the Movie Theater? <laughs> <laughs> This nah. place is called Soho? <laughs> Who calls it Soho? They don't say the title of the movie. <laughs> That's true. How did you think I got from south to north Soho? <laughs> <laughs> of course I have a car. It is newly released. It was released back on the 29th. Of, of October. October. Of October. 2021. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In theaters only. <laughs> Um, it was an hour and 56 minutes, and it was directed by Igor Wright, and I actually did something that I didn't think I was going to do, and took screenshots of some of the actors so that I could say them. <laughs> actually, Katie, why don't you say them? Okay, uh, it is starring Anya Taylor-Joy, Sam's favorite, Thomas and McKenzie, Matt Smith for all you Doctor Who lovers, uh, Diana Rigg, where Michael, I am gonna butcher that. <laughs> it's A J A O. Ajo? Ajoy? I'm gonna say that's more there right. Go. I was gonna say it's not Spanish because yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, that'd be Terrence awful. Stamp. And for all you Harry Potter lovers, uh, James Phelps was in it. Woo. And that's... For about five seconds. Yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. So, to start off with. I thought it was like a slam dunk. Watch it. <laughs> Corey, the least athletic person in this room. <laughs> Actually, I'm more athletic than I think you think I am. Probably. I feel like that'd be a horrible competition to see which one of us is the most, most athletic. Sam would win. Sam's got a bum leg. So he still win. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could kick his ass in the spike ball. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think I remember played that, so probably... <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, I would absolutely agree. It is 100% a watch it. So watch it for me. It's definitely a watch it for me, you guys. It was a lot of fun. It was so good. Such a good movie. So I'm going to read the, um, little synopsis they give you on the, like, when you look up the movie, and then I'm going to actually do my own. Because the little synopsis that it gives it, I feel like, is good, but also, like, doesn't do a great job of accurately portraying what the movie is about. An inspiring uh, fashion designer is mysteriously able to enter the 1960s, where she encounters a dazzling wannabe singer. However, the glamour is not all it appears to be, and the dreams of the past start to crack and splinter into something far darker. So that's what it says it's about. Uh, that, uh, that's, I feel like that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, yes and no. Yeah, I mean, it, 
it's not really like if they're like oh she gets to go to the past and she meets this girl and it's not really like they make it sound like she's like in the past time traveling yeah i mean she kind of is I mean, in a way, but she can't interact with the past, thus making it not time travel. It makes it seem more like she becomes, like she's a... It's like she went and found the DeLorean and just hopped in it and went back to the 1960s. Yeah, like she was an active part of it. Yeah, she's more of like a wanderer. She's a watcher. She's an observer in it. Um, So my little synopsis is a little bit longer, but fun times. This story follows a fashion student who is able to see ghosts. She has a love of vintage fashions, particularly from the 60s era, music, pop culture, fashion, just the whole shebang. She's in love with it. It's pretty clear that she's family oriented and cares a lot about her family and treasures them, even though her mom's not around anymore. What? I mean, she's kind of around. <laughs> yeah. Um, Spoiler. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, you guys, this is going to be pretty spoiler light. Well, it's just slightly. It's all at the very, yeah. very beginning. Slight spoiler warning. We're not like, going to ruin the movie for you. Nothing yeah, past the first, gonna, like, ten minutes, yeah, really. We are going to talk I just, about it. <laughs> I want you to understand that, like, that's a lot of her personality. Is, is her family. Is her family, and she's introverted, and you can tell that she spends most of her time with her family. Um, so she's able to get into this fashion school in London where her mom and grandmother used to go a lot, so it has a lot of meaning to her. And then she starts to have these dreams and apparitions about this girl named Sandy that kind of plunges her into this story and past of this girl and not everything is as it seems. She kind of lives vicariously through her and we see her kind of spiral into this descent that Sandy takes her on. It's quite a whirlwind of a story. It doesn't seem like it is going anywhere near where it ends up going. There's some not so great characters, some really great characters, but majority of the people in the movie are like pretty realistic. I kind of feel like she's not really a villain, but she's kind of a villain is not so realistic. And then also the simp dude is not so (laughs) realistic. I mean, he's like, yeah, he's like "Mm, super, super into her. And also like, doesn't question a single thing ever anything about it, but he's, he's still a pretty good character. Yeah. He kind of offers some comedic relief. So it brings you into this whirlwind story and it will leave you just flabbergasted at the twist. It doesn't come out of left field, but it sure feels like it does. (laughs) So that's kind of what the story goes through is her ability to see ghosts and in these dreams. Crazy. Love it. So into it. Anybody have anything to add? Um, I feel like that review was so, the synopsis was so chaotic. Yeah, you didn't get anything spoiled. No offense, Corey. (laughs) Thanks. Well, it's a good thing, because this is supposed to be our first spoiler-free episode, and I'm really bad about that. I don't think it needs to be particularly spoiler-free. I just don't feel like... We don't need to put out the heavy spoilers. Yeah, it's not like a whole synopsis. So, I feel like if if there's one scene I really, really want to talk about, not because I really liked it, but because it really pissed me off. Okay, so in the beginning, there's a part where they're at a party, and this guy's trying to flirt with her. And I swear to God, this guy has not interacted with another human being. Because he's <laughs> listening to music. He steals her headphones, hears it, and he's like, it's shit. Want to bang? <laughs> <laughs> like Billy, too. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, pretty much. He's just kind of like, oh, what you listening to? Uh, this is garbage. <laughs> you listen to this old crap? You want to get down now? <laughs> and it's actually good music. Yeah. It's not like, this is objectively bad. Yeah. Um, I will say, like, the movie does, I don't want to say it starts off, like, super lighthearted, but it is way more lighthearted than where it ends up. It really does seem it's going to be just, like, this fashion student trying to struggle through her way yeah. in school. They and it kind of is about that, but also not really at all. Yeah, like, I didn't, I mean, I knew it was going to get kind of dark because it's a thriller, but it was one of those, was like, oh, okay, I didn't think it was going to get that dark. It was crazy. Loved it. Very, very good. Also, the people in front of us in the theater didn't like it at all. And I just felt like, how? You were ready to throw popcorn at them. I was so ready. (laughs) I was listening to them being like, anything could be more interesting than this movie. I was like, did we watch the same movie? They probably would have liked The Dead Don't Die. (laughs) This movie didn't say enough about consumerism. I feel like Joe Rogan wouldn't like it. I can't. (laughs) Well... I think one of the ladies that sat in front of us was the one who laughed when Katie came over and saw I was putting lemon flavor in my lemonade. <laughs> what? Yeah, add, I add extra f- lemon flavor to the lemonade because it doesn't really it taste like lemonade. It wasn't lemony enough for you? No. Hey, don't make fun of Sam. That's like one of the smartest things I've heard. I just was very surprised when I walked over and he was getting his drink and he's getting lemonade and he puts extra lemon flavor and I'm like, but Sam, isn't it lemonade? <laughs> Doesn't it already have lemon in it? Yes. Well, it was well, the uh, Tropicana, and Tropicana's not that great. Well, it was okay. Pepsi products. Yeah, so, so no, like, what it is, is it's half water, half flavoring, but with that, it's probably three-fourths and a third. Club soda and flavoring. Well, no, so the, if it's not carbonated, then it's not club soda. Uh, yeah, because I used to have to fix the soda machine. Yep. Wow, wow, we derailed quickly. <laughs> new, but, anyway, new record. They laughed. Yeah, yeah, she laughed at because you're like you're getting lemonade or lemon flavored lemonade, and then she like <laughs> laughed really loudly. So I mean, it's a little funny, but glad I could entertain. <laughs> that was probably the most entertainment she got or had that night. <laughs> I just was like. All right. Are we are we watching different movies? To keep the gag going, are they from Texas or California? <laughs> California. <laughs> I don't know. It seems like Texas. Yeah, I'm I'm throwing the vote on Texas. I mean, maybe they they could be from Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> Same. You're really going deep, man. I'm I'm just saying. Well, Out of the twenty people in Kansas, if one of them happens to be watching, yeah, okay. Watching. <laughs> Listening. Listening. If you can see us, there's a problem. <laughs> I don't know. If you're from Kansas, maybe it's not a problem. It's not a problem anymore. But yeah. I guess probably Texas. <laughs> okay, y'all win. They're from Texas. But I was not surprised it was good, I... considering who directed it. Yeah. I mean, why is everybody just looking at me? <laughs> I, well, I wasn't. I just I was... you to say something about Baby Driver, because it's Edgar Wright. I mean, yeah, I really do like Baby Driver, and that being the only Edgar Wright movie I've seen so far. Was this the only other one? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I was totally throwing a line for Sam to talk about Edgar Wright because I thought he's seen more than that. Uh, I do have three of his movies on DVD that I do need to watch. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Thanks, Brandon. So that's where Kirk gets it from. What? I, buying a movie that you have never seen. No. I, I, I said... He said, Thanks, Brandon. Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought you said that you had bought them. I was like... 
So Kurt, y'all are the reason that he does this. Because he buys movies and he's like, hey, let's see if this movie's really bad. Then why would you buy it? Why would we not just, like, bootleg it or something? <laughs> I think it comes from buying games cause yeah it absolutely comes from buying games yeah that's the only way you know if you like a game or not is yeah, to buy it just to buy it and here's the thing the best part reviews? is if i don't i mean okay, okay but, but reviews can lie okay that's what then what are we doing <laughs> we're not lying well you we haven't even really reviewed the movie because we haven't been paid for this so why would we lie in its favor <laughs> <laughs> i wish Moving on, the way that this episode is going to be set up is that we have that first part where we talk about the movie and everything, and then some things that are loosely related to the movie that I thought it would be like fun to have like topics over and, for us and, to kind and, of talk about. And the review? Yeah, I just thought we were reviewing it to about how great we thought it was. And okay, I don't know if we want to go deeper I mean, at all. Do you want to talk about? You already said your favorite part. <laughs> Kurt. We can yeah, all but, talk about our favorite parts. Uh, yeah, go, go right I mean, ahead. Should we just get it. into like actual spoilers now? No, I don't I don't Or light spoilers. Is... Here's a light spoiler for you. My favorite part is when the guy says, Yeah, I have a car. How do you think I got from South Soho to North Soho? <laughs> that one's pretty good. Uh can I say my favorite joke that took me a second to get what? is you know, she starts working at the bar. And she was drinking like after her shift and she asked, do you believe in spirits? And the bartender like, says, of course I believe in spirits. That's how I get paid. Yes. I, yeah, that was pretty good. I like I, it took me a second and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I was really digging the 60s fashion. Some of the oh music. my God. Yeah. Okay. Was... I feel like this movie was like made, made for, for me. <laughs> Course. It had everything I could ever want in a movie from it. It had amazing music, amazing fashion. The story was so compelling. The people were so compelling. Even if I didn't like some of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's got, like, this true crime aspect that is really great, but also has this supernatural aspect that's also really great, and I just felt like it was made for me. Yeah. Oh, it's probably one of my favorite movies now. It was... I, I literally... I was trying to get my other half to go watch it with me <laughs> last week but then i got sick so didn't happen yummy but it was so good I, w- I will say like going into this movie i was like okay yeah i think i'm gonna enjoy this but i walked out enjoying it a hell of a lot more than i expected to i thought i was gonna enjoy it and i walked out loving it yeah exactly yeah, yeah. it just very very good and i gotta say fucking love matt smith playing a villain that oh he- it was so good and he's so charming in in the of course, then, did that just spoil things by saying he's a villain? No, I mean the, the, no, the trailers, trailers are. Do they? Okay. Yeah. The yeah. trailers are very good. I got that worried. He's I ruined the... things. He's just he really really nails it. Especially like yeah. I don't know if any of you probably haven't seen Doctor Who. No. I, no. Yeah. He plays the eleventh Doctor, and he is just so like quirky and like fun loving and just like happy go lucky and see something I've... so different. Yeah, I mean just. Great actor. I've only ever seen him in The Devil all the time. I don't. Was he not, not in that? No, he's, he's not in, in that. Time. Is there a guy who looks like him who's in that movie? Kind of, a little bit. The no. the preacher, the That's snake guy. Robert Pattinson. Yeah, no, the the Robert snake Pattinson. guy preacher. Leave what? me alone. Leave Curtin's his corner really quick. Okay. <laughs> it's consulting Google. What? Yeah, snake so. preacher. <laughs> I'm also confused. Clearly, they don't remember that movie. But that's not what we're talking about this no, week. I that seems like a very different movie than what the devil all the time was. 
you guys are now questioning if you watched the same movie. Uh, I mean, we, we watched it together. Yeah. Nope, I'm thinking of uh, Harry Melling. Yeah, he kind oh, of that's, ish. That's looks Dudley. Like him. Yeah, I'm thinking of Dudley because he plays a bad guy in that movie. And so he he plays a very creepy character, and so I, just, you know. I mean, he now kind of has some similarities to Matt Smith, but yeah. Anyway, but still. Yeah. Anyhow, so <laughs> to go on, I did want to talk about some larger topics that relate back to the movie, since we're not doing like a, oh, all of it is just spoilers. Yeah. Um, we're probably going to try to get out of that kind of function, but we'll see where that goes. I feel like the movie really leaned into the idea of getting one perspective out of things like you only see this one side so you don't get the whole story and i feel like that was a brilliant choice and such a good way to go ahead and portray that um i think it also really helps us touch on the dangers of nostalgia and like how things from past and memories from the past don't always show everything yeah i, I mean- wanted to talk about that yeah because i mean you're sitting there watching it from, um, wow, I just went blank. What's her name? The main girl? Yeah. Oh. Ellie. Ellie, yeah. thank you. Ellie Turner, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the whole time you're over Ellie's shoulder watching what's going on with Sandy. Because, and I know on the trailers you see, um, particularly like the scene of, Ellie, or not Ellie, Sandy's walking down the stairs. Oh. And Ellie's in the mirror. So you know that, like, Ellie's got the outside perspective of Sandy. So, like, we're viewing everything with Sandy, seeing all of it happen. And you're absolutely right that, like, you're only getting this one side of it. And you have to wait until the very end. And even then, it's not necessarily something that you get the other side about. You just... Yeah get it it's almost kind of like confirmation yeah at the end yeah of that side instead of just being like the outside perspective well and something they do that i find very interesting in the movie is like it's like i said at the beginning she's incredibly inspired by 60s fashion and quite a bit of it is her trying to pull from sandy for that 60s inspiration um like everywhere everything and you see at the beginning, she's trying to copy it. It's yeah. not inspiration, it's copying. And yeah, it's not even like a I want to wear this because it reminds me of that. It's straight up just she wore this, I'm gonna wear it. Yeah, yeah. So, so everybody just gave me a weird look. I almost was just like, yeah, and then at the end, but I'm like, wait a second, we're not going to talk about things. Yeah. But I think that this is kind of hard to not like just give everything away. Just to but give you an idea, at the end of it, she understands. Yeah. Like it goes from she is able to take away that um, like longing to be in that time and pull herself to the present. Yeah, it's almost like. Um, I'm not like other girls. I want to be back in the 60s. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it goes from just, like, admiring the 60s to just straight up, that's what I want. That's what I want to be. And full-blown just, like, changing appearances to to copy. Yeah. It's more like an idolization. Or I guess I would like to talk about more about the idolization behind it. How we idolize things, and that's not how they really were. And that's what a lot of this movie is about. 
Oh. Yes. I was, I was going to say, we also only get one perspective. And I don't think this was, I don't know if it's done on purpose, but so you think about the 1960s, the 1990s. Yeah, you can think back on that time, but it was still a fairly similar time. The 60s, if you were white, if you're Asian, if you're Mexican, if you're black, 60s idolation, completely different things. Yeah. And I feel like her boyfriend being, or maybe boyfriend, no, her love interest being black, I feel like that was maybe kind of on purpose. Because she has one perspective of the 60s. Yeah, that's like her her grab to keep her in present day. Like, maybe everything wasn't so great back then, even as much as I love it and wish I was a part of it. I yeah, know like, that things would be different if that's genuinely how I lived. Like, any time I hear the old people at work or in my life talk about how good life was in the 60s, the 70s. I really like to be like, you guys just miss being, being able to be openly racist. like that's one of the first things i think about that comes to mind and i know it's kind of a joke but it's also there's i mean there's probably some truth behind there yeah i mean genuinely and like there are a lot of things from back then that weren't necessarily considered to be that way like hey it's editing katie again i'm back uh this conversation's gonna sound a little weird we had to cut out a couple things just to keep somebody's identity anonymous So, I promise this conversation plays into what we're talking about, so just bear with us. And here we go. Who I don't think is a racist person. Like, he has never openly been that way. When he was growing up, his best friend was African-American. He was born in the 50s, so he grew up in the 60s and 70s. And he called his best friend the N-word all the time. Like, that was his nickname for him, and his best friend didn't care. When he talks about him, he's he will it like it is just so incredibly strange to talk about because he doesn't mean it in a racist way. He's just because That's he grew up the name yeah yeah because it was like but you know it in, wasn't yeah in this day and age you know that absolutely no doesn't way, fly no Ab- absolutely it's not okay not. now well, again it's it's like I don't want to say culture shock but it is a culture shock because when he was a kid it wasn't offensive to him. The, the fact that they could do that back then and nobody was going to walk up and punch him in the face for it. Yeah. Here, here you go. I literally, I'm, I'm just now Googling this, but you know how there's a lot of stuff at the bars, right? Mm-hmm. So back in the 60s, there was a very famous point where, I don't know if it was an Irish guy or a black guy had gone to a bar, tried to get a drink. They didn't want to serve him. So then it became very prominent after all that controversy to see signs proclaiming no blacks, no Irish, no dogs on all the pub doors. And that was during 63. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, during the height of when this movie... When but this movie's not about racism, you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's strange slightly, but it's within reason. Yeah. It is very... It's just to show how separated that this time is from that time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's exactly like you're saying. She's, like, creating this almost, like, fantasy version of the 60s that it's purely the good stuff before really going, oh, wait, there's some not-so-great <laughs> things going on. But I feel like that's yeah. that's fair for just about any any era. Yeah. Well, and I think that, like, in that time, a good example is, like, a lot of the portion of this movie is about the fashion that's shown. So, like, the different things that they're wearing and the different things that they show really help you kind of, like, piece together what's happening. They give you, like, hints and, like, it helps you put into perspective what is happening with the outfits that are going on. Like... Um, there's this one where she's wearing this 
red dress with a bow on the back and it's very obvious what it is supposed to be symbolizing at that point and it's not necessarily something that you pick up on and then you think about it and you do it's just where was i going with that i started i, I started to say <laughs> started off strong Korea. i started I off Korea. really strong i was like what did i just say at the beginning i think i might i think i can maybe figure out something so this movie, a lot of the stuff about nostalgia is about the music and the fashion. And that's one of those things, even looking back upon, you can't really demonize music and fashion. You can't. Okay, there are some horrible songs out there. There's some real, but for the most part, you know, fashion's one of those things. You only remember the good music. Yeah, you only remember the good music. But still, like, it's still about fashion and music. And those are those things that they can carry over into the day and you can look back on with happiness. The least, it's really hard to demonize someone who loves 90s fashion, okay? Like, you cannot just... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is where I was going to go with it. But, like, you get a lot of the aspect of the fashion with it and where it's going with it. Um, in the very beginning, there's a poster of Twiggy on her wall. And I don't know if y'all know anything about her. No. I know you don't. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was like, yeah, you, like, maybe you do? She was very, very, very skinny and very boyish. Like, she was pretty flat-chested, pretty flat, and no butt, like, just... Like a twig? Yeah, that's why, Twiggy. Yeah. Yeah. E- exactly. Thank you, Kurt. Y'all can't see it, but he showed a picture of Twiggy, and she's got real big eyes and everything. But fashion at that time was to be that way. You get the presence of, like, wanting to be a certain way, idolization of somebody like Twiggy, where it's like... To be that thin, to be that... To present yourself yeah, a certain way. In, in that very specific style, you would have to be, like, anorexic or on drugs or something like that, which no shame on. Everybody's got their hustle, I guess. <laughs> but maybe don't. <laughs> um, we don't condone drugs here at uh, CDR. No. <laughs> or eating disorders, either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you gotta Just, clarify. If you, ha- if you have issues, seek help. Um, I know that it's hard sometimes, but... stylization and fashion especially in that time really lent itself to having problems like that and idolization of somebody like that and the idolization of that era and the fashion in that era where these were issues i feel like really kind of at least in my mind lends to the point of the movie where they're they mean well with all the fashion everything and the inspiration behind it but you also get the deep dark issues yeah that lend itself with the fashion so i feel like that was a really important very interesting part of the movie fashion played a big role and not just in like the not in her just being a fashion student yeah and not just as like a i mean it was more than just a fixture fixture for the movie yeah it was a it was kind of its own role yeah it was, it was a tool it really helped and you didn't need to know that it was a tool for it to be a tool. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to know anything about fashion or the fashion world to to understand its importance in the movie. And it was just spot on with it. It was just <laughs> spot on with it. Literally, oh as soon god. as the movie ended, I leaned over to Corey and I was like, I know you were loving all that fashion. I did. She's like, oh my god, yes. <laughs> the white trench coat. <laughs> Excuse me. I was a sucker for the the pink dress. It was so cute. I would look so bad in that. Carrie, what was, what was your favorite fashion? <laughs> <laughs> Even some of the men's fashion was really nice. It though. was, yeah. Oh uh, no. Okay, I gotta be honest, you guys. About what? 
uh, the '60s fashion. Uh, you you, yeah, not a big fan. I think it makes women look pretty bad. <laughs> like that that pink dress she wore when she was dancing mm-hmm. did not compliment her at all. Like Anna Taylor Joy's just hot. That's Anya Taylor Joy. She's just hot, but like that fashion, it does not do. I don't think it does a lot for me. It kind of looks like a nightgown. You well, have to <laughs> think about it in the the terms of if you were in the '60s, that would be a very flattering dress for a woman. She's showing off her the entirety of her arms. It was knee length. Yeah. Now, obviously, it lent itself to a lot of. Um, it looked like a, a nightgown, bro. Well, <laughs> <laughs> if you think about how the '50s were, it's polarizing. Because the fifties were like you had like quarter sleeves and it went it did still go down to your knees but everything was still fluffed out it was very very different for it still had a lot of the same stuff in it but um, Sam Whoa. what was your favorite fashion give me an outfit I, I, I uh, dude the, the correct answer is so there's uh, my mild spoiler her love interest during the movie did you ever see what he was drawing yes. It, his shirt he was wearing no 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 the uh the viking armor he made oh you remember i did that? not see that <laughs> dude he was he was legit making like a viking video game armor like long coat with fur that should be the correct answer sam because that was my favorite fashion i just remembered it <laughs> there you go <laughs> they also do a lot in the movie with music as, really, really as edgar wright likes to do yeah yeah it well, was amazing think about baby driver like, the soundtrack in that was so freaking good. I haven't seen it. Oh, you would like it. I'm sure I would. Do, do you like the soundtrack in this one? It's kind of boomer-esque, Sam. I know you kind I of... I mean, that's pretty much all I listen to is movies from... not Or not movies. Songs <laughs> that didn't come out in the 2000s, so... That's what I'm saying. Sam, boomer confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Passing on the baton, Sam. <laughs> Cheers. I mean, it's, it's We're fun. We're all boomers in our own ways. I don't know, man. Yes, you are. All of us are. I don't know, Shame man. Shame the non-believer. <laughs> Shame. How early do you get up in the morning? Yo, okay, yeah, that that's true. I get up at 5.30. And then yeah, you drink, boomer. like, seven pots of coffee, and you're like, mm, boomers, so you can't fucking exist without their coffee. Also, Kurt, I can't exist without my coffee. <laughs> Yo, I can I can exist just fine. People just don't like me. That's just the only answer. <laughs> like, all my kindness comes from caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Corey. What other uh, questions did you have? Or well, I wanted to talk. I wanted to talk a little bit more about the dangers of nostalgia, like remembering things and them not being the same as what they actually are. Because I feel like that's actually a pretty prominent thing for everybody. For instance, '90s fashion is coming back, kind of a lot. I just saw a TikTok the other day of this lady. She's like. Here's how my hair looks on a pon- normal ponytail. But, oh my god, look how great it looks in a banana clip. And I'm like... Oh my gosh. I grew up with like my mom giving me her banana clips. They have gone around now to where they're new again. Scrunchies? Yep. Yeah. I love scrunchies, though. Yep. I've got some in my hair now. <laughs> I feel like it's a weird Gen Z thing. Like, when I think about my childhood, I'm distinctively not nostalgic for anything that happened. Because we had the 2008 financial crisis and 9-11. <laughs> You, were oh, you yeah, very right well? What were you very aware of the 2008 financial crisis? <laughs> Absolutely, it pretty much almost caused my parents to get divorced. So yeah, Same. <laughs> Same. like all I remember them arguing about is money after that. So 
Uh, I'm yeah. distinctively more nostalgic for yesterday than I was the <laughs> mid 2000s, early know, 2010s. I like, see those like really dark rooms with the um, glow in the dark like machines in them, for, like the arcades. I feel nostalgic for that. Yo, we didn't have e girls back then. <laughs> <laughs> no, you had scene kids. Had scene kids. Katie was a scene kid. No, I was an emo kid. They are two very different no things. No self-esteem, no way adjustments every day. I feel like Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Can we oh talk about God. how bad emo Katie was? She wanted to be an emo kid, and she got her own bangs, and it was the worst thing. <laughs> Sam, you remember? That's why nostalgia is bad. Yeah. I want to be an emo kid. I'm gonna cut my own bangs. Don't cut your own bangs. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's one of those, like, you have fond memories of certain timepieces or people will talk about all the good that happened, but then it's like, oh yeah, but we failed to mention, like, racism and sexism. The cold world. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> all the bad that went along with it, so um, it's... I mean, do we... Do we know how UK was in the 60s? Oh, that's what I was talking about earlier with the civil rights stuff. That was from the UK. Was it? Yeah. yeah. The the signs on the... the, the because no Irish, dude. Come well, on. Yeah. Nobody I mean, they the still Irish. hate the Irish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo, okay, and, that's the one thing I've Scots. never... <laughs> <laughs> it's so strange to me, like, being from America. Like, don't get me wrong, I hate people from <laughs> California. But what I like... The way the British hate the Irish, yo, yo, I, I would love someone from California, okay? Can I tell you the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life right now? Right now. Is this a story about? It's a story about racism. Okay, yeah, I know what this is. Somebody was racist to me, and it wasn't, it was another white person, and it was so crazy to me. <laughs> I was learning French at the time, and a good friend of mine was dating this British guy, and they, the person that I was talking to was also learning French, the person who was dating this British guy. And he said to me, who do you think you are, you fucking frog? And I was like, what? <laughs> I have never. This is the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. Is that an example of white privilege? I guess. I just was so, so surprised. I was like, what? And they were like, I didn't know fucking frogs lived in America. And I was like, what the hell is <laughs> happening here? Racism. It's not good. <laughs> no. Look, I'm not trying to say everyone from like, the UK is the racist. This is the only time I'm ever going to experience this, but this is so strange. What did you say? So I'm not saying everybody from the UK is racist, but man, they hate the Irish, they hate the Scots, they hate the Jamaicans. Right? They hate the Jamaicans, right? Like, I guess. I know I that, know like, I'm not from the UK. There's a very, they have very complicated <laughs> yeah, relationship I, with Indians. I, I don't know if we're all that well versed to speak about. That the UK and their social yeah, but I just think about like 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 as an I, American. Yeah, I think about I think about how close Ireland is to to the UK to the UK. See, and that's what bothers me. We have something like twice as far away, and we are not like. I mean, yeah, we make fun of Californians, but we're not like. Would I firebomb no Californians a, in my bar? Would I firebomb? I actually ca hate them. Would no. I firebomb a Californian for being a Californian? No. Yeah. Wouldn't even ever dream of it. It is crazy to me. But um, the second thing that I wanted to talk about was the importance of music in movies. Because this really does a really amazing job of it. Isn't that why Edgar Wright's successful? I guess. I mean, being a good director. In, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm just I mean, kind of just of, I've kind like of joking. A lot of movies is knowing the music to go with it. Because it helps not only set up the scene, but the mood. I mean, think about, like, Guardians of the Galaxy. 
You mm-hmm. have, obviously, your cast of characters, and they're very important, but, again, kind of like we were talking about the fashion in this, the music itself is its char- a character of its own. I feel like the music in this movie also is a character of its own. Yeah. It and contributes it's... just as much as the the actors do. Yeah. It really plays itself. Like, it really does. The fast-paced, like, happy, crazy moments have ha- just, like, have the most fitting music it possibly could and it really brings you into that moment i think it really is a tool to help kind of just jut you into it so i'm gonna plug one of my favorite movies parasite (laughs) if you don't speak korean i don't speak korean even a little bit but the song and the credits if you know the lyrics it makes the ending even sadder and yeah you don't know because he's being english but if you know what i'm talking about google the ending credit lyrics it's sad. I'm not going to spoil the movie. It is really sad. It's a really good movie. It's just, it it goes to show that, like, music is so important, important to a movie. Mm-hmm. Or even, like, the lyric. Like, you know, everything. Yeah. How, when the songs start, when it ends. Because Suicide Squad, the bad one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean uh, trailer montage for the first half of the movie where yeah. they play any and every pop song with no rhyme or reason? Yeah. God, what is it? Uh, Cosmonaut Variety Hour. Yeah, his video about the first about that movie. Yeah, there's a, there's at least like eight different songs in like the first thirty minutes, and about five of them are in the first ten. Yeah, and it's not just thirty seconds. We're talking like at least a minute of every song. Oh yeah, every every character got their own like hype up song, and then uh, yeah, just not great. Like, and it can be done well. Like you can put a lot of music really very quickly and it be done well. They did but not. They did not know. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. well, like there's the part, and then again, I don't. I did point this out as a totally stone from the video, but it's very pertinent that like they play the House of the Rising Sun, which is about a prostitute or a brothel, uh, a brothel in in Louisiana. And the reason they picked that is because the prison is in Louisiana, Louisiana. but it doesn't doesn't it doesn't really work. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't fit. Doesn't work just because the song is about a place in Louisiana doesn't mean it's the perfect song it's like when you any character goes to california and they play hotel california yeah or like the devil down to georgia and it's a movie about or they play fortunate son when they go to vietnam yeah well you have to play that (laughs) or welcome to the jungle yeah Yeah. it's a requirement (laughs) the mpaa will give you nc-17 if you don't (laughs) another call out to a movie that does music really well i love i love birds of prey but uh Flay did a, a song for them which Flay, if you don't know her she's great she's like the most hype person ever <laughs> and she made a song specifically for the movie S- specifically S- specifically yes that word the one that i can't say spa spa si si thick thick lee Specifically, there you go. Yay! I'm not gonna remember how to say it in two minutes. Hey, but you did it just now. It counts. <laughs> Everybody, give Corey a round of yeah. applause, please. But the song so perfectly fits the movie. It is beautiful. It is so good, right, Kurt? It is. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Like need of reassurance. Well, well, n- well, like. Because Kurt's the one who he was like, "Kayflay made a song for this movie." I was like, "Really?" Yeah, it's really good. It is really, really good. And there's also another K-Fly thing with uh, Bojack, where oh. they have the whole episode, and it's all about a K-Fly song. Look, if we're doing things that work well. K-Fly songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but I think the movie does like an amazing job. I think it's very important for any movie to have the right music behind it. Um, Coraline does a great job. The children, like so much of the movie is children singing. <laughs> it's creepy. <laughs> and it's supposed to be. Oh yeah. It's great. It does such a good job. It does its job beautifully. Isn't this why we have synth score points? <laughs> yeah. Soundtrack this, points. This gets this like movie, a solid yeah. 10 out of 10. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, All of them. One of my favorite like music pieces or parts, just the scene of Sandy singing downtown. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It almost makes her seem magical the way that she does it. She's very floaty and well, just beautiful. I also, and yeah. it really just pulls you into the like how Ellie gets to her, her viewpoint of like, I want to be this. Yeah. It's just like... The way that she idolizes Sandy and how it really brings you in because you also in that moment I understand. Her. Yeah. Um, I also think the song choice of singing downtown was really great because it's about living in the fast lane and... Being where you're not. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's... It's it about so wanting, wanting to have that lifestyle and we see where so, it takes you. I feel like, you know, that it can enhance a movie and then I feel like it can enhance a movie for some but distance it for others. Well, like The Great Gatsby. About, yeah. The Great Gatsby, the new one. For me, I thought the soundtrack made that movie one of my favorites. <laughs> But I know a lot of people who are like, they used modern music in my timepiece movie. I think you can do that, but I think it has to be well done. Like, um, I watched Bridgerton on Netflix, and it is a timepiece, but one of the things that they did that kind of modernized it was they had an orchestra do versions of, like, a Taylor Swift song and Ariana Grande and Maroon 5, but it was all an orchestra doing it, so you didn't have somebody singing it wasn't immediately noticeable yeah it wasn't it was like out like, of the normal yeah you hear it in the background and it was really cool and then all of a sudden it's like wait a minute i know that song i know that so it just it can be done really well but it depends on how it's done yeah are you telling me you don't like the great gatsby movie um it is not my favorite version of the great gatsby but i did enjoy it i also like but it. leo <laughs> not a big leo leo fan that's very surprising to me it's it's Ugh. fine no it's just fine. Yeah. <laughs> I it's it. fine. It had Florence and the Machine in it. Yeah. It had Lana Del Rey in it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's Kurt's selling point right there. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like they used that one song too much. That one only... That one song. Bet- that is the I entirety have... of the movie. Yeah, I have played that song probably too many times. I know. I'm there. Mm-hmm. But it does a really amazing job with it and everything and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> just as it does good it can do bad i can't think of a time where i have ever noticed it where i'm like wow this does not fit the moment suicide squad <laughs> yeah yeah i think if i was hyped up on enough key fuel i would really like the music in suicide squad uh it doesn't help <laughs> also we're not sponsored by them so if you want to sponsor us We'll, reach uh, out to them. We'll Come watch. On, uh, reach out to us. I'd be all down. I would be down for that. <laughs> we can reach out to them. That's different. We'll watch well, the... Once we have more than... It's editing Katie. Again. We have to stop meeting like this, guys. Um, So, what my little broski Sam here is trying to say, before he got distracted, is maybe once we get past our like 15, 16 followers that we have currently, then it would be time to reach out for sponsorship. But that being said, we really, really, really appreciate all of you who have, who have followed us on Spotify, Instagram, 
Twitter, TikTok, everywhere. You guys have no idea how much that means to us. So keep it up. We really like it. Keep flattering us. And uh, here we go. Diving right back in. Yeah, I was not expecting it to be as much of a horror movie as it was. There are a couple of actual scares in it. Yeah, it made me jump twice. <laughs> yeah. It made me jump once. And I, I think ours are... You go ahead. Do you know which one it was? It was the same one that made me jump really bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I sat next to Sam for whatever... I don't know, like, though Corey and Katie sat next to each other and there was a gap and then it was Sam and I. Are we really questioning why Corey and I sat together? No. I mean, I'm not. No, that's not what he's saying. <laughs> no, no, I was just trying he's to, like, explain that, it like, for him. Like, they couldn't really see me. He was for Sam because he was right next to Sam. Because Sam and I both jumped and I was expecting to look over and him making fun of me like he always does when things make me jump in a movie. <laughs> and he also looked panicked and I'm like... We're good. We're good. We're good. It wasn't just me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you don't know, it was. But, and then the only other thing I would really like to mention is the cinematography for it is that beautiful. Baller, man. Yeah. The, the lighting's great. Uh, what makes Kurt not Kurt? You're saying? The, the, the only thing I didn't like was the strobe lighting which there is a lot of in a couple of scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think the theater actually had to have a seizure warning outside. The, yeah. Uh, and it, it's justified. I mean, it's... Yeah. Those are studio mandated. Like, they have to put those I out. I mean, it's, so. it's fair, though. It's warranted. Yeah, warranted. That, that's the word I'm looking for. This is what makes Sam and I the movie snobs, is that we actually care about the cinematography in it. I do care about it, but there are only like certain movies that it really, really stands out to me. Like when we walked out of, um, was it 1912? 1917. 1917. Thank you. That one, I was like, damn, that was cool the way they did that, because there were a lot of just really long running shots. Yeah, and it, it's filmed to be one just long, one. continuous yeah. shot. Have you? Okay. I have it. Oh, yeah, Sam and I watched okay. it. We should watch that one. That one. I have been wanting to watch that again because it was really, really good. But, yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, like, very beautiful movie. I like just some of the big shots of, like, London and everything else and the way it was done. And just, it was a good movie. Yeah, this yeah. was absolutely done on purpose, but there was no wide-sweeping shots with that. It, uh, you always felt like you were following somebody or something ellie or something you were always is always tracked behind somebody you were like now you went following ellie now you're following sandy bam like it was quick it was snappy i liked it, it seamless seamless. It seamless did you guys read the article i sent you about the way that they i did the dancing the scene? dancing scene yeah i saw it but i didn't so, read it, it was, that scene was so cool and it was so cool getting that little bit of a snippet of how which is just kind of neat because i mean you have an idea but it just was so well done i mean there was a lot of a lot of that like mirror yeah facade is just very neat it really it is really really cool it's a really beautiful scene done perfectly and it, i mean even like that plays into what we we're talking about it's like you are you're viewing everything with ellie yeah. watching everything that happens to sandy so i mean you're as much of a viewer as ellie is yeah and it's just really cool how it's done well and a lot of it is really done in a very masterful way there's a lot of parts where there's like a lot of emptiness mm-hmm. and then a lot of crowds and it goes back and forth back and forth and the way that they allow you to view those two completely different parts um is really masterful for instance like 
very, very mild spoiler. There's a part where Sandy is performing and she's not happy and she turns around and it does like a pan over of her looking over at Jack and you see all of the all of the people. And before when she was performing downtown, they do something very similar, but there's nobody there. Yeah. It, they do a really masterful job of doing things like that. Um, and the difference between being overwhelmed in a crowd and not. And they use crowds and, like, other people as a way to help you understand the mood of that and the differences. Kind of in a, like, non-noticeable way. It's very interesting. Very well done. I'm nodding. I know you can't, like, hear that on a podcast, but I am nodding in agreement. <laughs> and you and Kurt are stealing all my moves. Kurt has done a couple of one-word answers, and now you're nodding. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, you can't assimilate me, Sam. So, so speaking of getting Sam to talk, um, before we wrap things up, I kind of I want to I want to I want to throw out one question to everybody. Okay. Movie to recommend after watching this movie? Like, if you want something similar, ish. Oh gosh. I'm not going Ooh. for the same, but I'm going for. Oh god, oh god, you're gonna put me on the spot. Yeah, you should. You should have told yeah, us before. Told nope, us. nope. I want to see I your can't. your gut reactions. Um. I guess for a thriller, um, I, I guess I would maybe say Prisoners, which you guys haven't watched yet. I really want to. Stay tuned for our Prisoners episode. Yeah. We were going to watch it, but we haven't yet. Well, we have the ladies on the phone. Um, I'm going to throw out mine as The Lighthouse. If we want to talk about a horror movie that plays with camera really well. Yeah. Oh, and a good. good period piece. Um and two solid performances. Yep. Again, very kind of dissimilar vibes, but same. Uh, I guess if you want movies with the two main leads, uh, you could do The Vit, The Witch with yeah. Anya Taylor-Joy or Jojo Rabbit with Thomasin McKenzie because that's a great movie. Both are solid. Y'all make uh. me feel like I haven't seen movies, but I also know there are so many movies that yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm know. i the only like, person uh, here who has watched. So I, just don't talk about them. As I'm stalling for time, I will include the fact that I've never seen Princess Bride or <laughs> Waterboy. This was the conversation before we started recording was that I have not seen those. We're going to have to watch The Princess Bride. That is one of my all-time favorite movies. So good. Sam. Um, I, God, I don't know, Kurt. I also don't know. I'm trying to. I'm sitting here trying to think about it. And I, I mean, I don't watch a lot of like thrillers, so that's kind of like. Eh. I love no. thrillers, but oh, none okay. of them I would suggest like this. Would you slap the title of mystery on this at all? Yeah, I mean, Not it's a mystery. mystery. Okay, I'm gonna go with Knives Out because it's kind of, it's a little on the different side. It makes you kind of question what's going on. Um, I mean, obviously, Knives Out isn't like a period piece or anything like that, but it's got the like. What the fuck? I didn't see that coming. Uh, I can't remember what the name of the movie is, but I, Kurt, you and I watched it together, and I know that you know what I'm talking about. I don't. She sticks her hand on the nail. Oh. We all watched that together, ready or not. Yeah, ready no. or not. Is that ready or not? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. ready or not. We, we, we all watched that as a group. <laughs> I forgot about that. I forgot all right. that we watched it It might have just been the three of us. Yeah. Well, I've watched it. I know Sam and I have watched it three times. Maybe. Okay, I guess Sam's probably watched it more. I mean, I've watched it a lot <laughs> i feel like that movie would be a great one to watch after this it's not necessarily the same it's got that kind of like thriller vibe it's 
kind of quirky. <laughs> yeah, quirky. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I, I wasn't looking if for like Last a... Night in Soho, but with a different name. I was just looking for a movie <laughs> recommendation. <laughs> you guys took this way too well, hard. Like, you all went way too hard. Of, I'm trying to think of movies that have like the same kind of flow to them. Yeah. I don't... I mean, I'm not going to suggest, like, Peeping Tom or something. You guys probably haven't seen that movie, but that's fine. Nope. Movie exactly. snob. So, your recommendation was what, Sam? Uh, Prisoners, I guess. And Kurt, yours was? Lighthouse. Lighthouse. The Lighthouse, yeah. Mine was the Lighthouse, Out, yeah. and yours was? Ready or Not. Okay. That way we have a solid. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... I kind of like, I, I kinda I, like uh, that. Maybe we need to start introducing a... We like this movie. Maybe you would enjoy this, too. Yeah. Um, I... I Last Night in Soho, great movie. I really, really hope everybody likes it as much as we did. It was amazing. You got to sit through it. I promise it gets really good, really quick. Pay attention. I really... Because you'll think about it and be like, wow. Yeah. And I would definitely say, go see it in the theaters if you still can. Yep. I, I think it added to it. Yeah, I think I also, so I got to say it was kind of fun because, like, we went to Sam's work, because he works at a movie theater, <laughs> to see this. And the theater we were in was called The Lyric. And so it's kind of like oldies inspired walking. Oh yeah, in. it's very Art Deco. Yes, yeah, so yep. kind of set the mood going in to watch it. So I don't know if y'all the, did that on purpose, but I mean that's how that theater's designed. Is, I know, I know, but, but I'm saying yeah. I don't know if you guys chose to put that movie in that theater for that reason. Probably but, not. But well, happy coincidences. Yeah, <laughs> it it's supposed to be for art indie movies, so yeah, it, it set the mood for our indie movies or smaller smaller release movies yeah. Yeah, so. all right last night in soho watch it yeah like yeah. i don't think we ever actually said did we say watch it yeah we, we also we watched did. it i don't yeah, remember it's been an hour at the beginning. if there's if if there's ever a movie i can say that we want that you just need to go sit down and see it's, it's probably this one yeah this is definitely one that you just need to go in no spoilers no nothing have fun watch it it just take all of it in think about it afterwards like if you're like hmm i feel like that came out of nowhere sit and think about it you'll see the hints about it later and please tell us what yeah. you think about it like yeah. absolutely tell leave us a comment dm us on twitter you hate it i will fight you <laughs> send us send us a pigeon, a pigeon? <laughs> my my one tweet i've made on my account uh I, I said my three most anticipated movies of this year were dune last night in soho and no way home so far, both two of the three are, have been hits. So. Yeah, I I can confirm I've watched them both with Sam. Absolutely amazing. And we'll we'll probably do at least you and me on a, a Dune episode. Yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned for the Bros Dune episode where we talk about how much we love that director. Gonna have our chick flick night soon too. Of what? I don't know. There's a couple horrible looking ones on Netflix that might be fun. Tall girl. There was the one the uh, after the so party. She's the six. Oh, I did want to see that. Yeah, after the party. I haven't. There's hey, a couple that I want to watch that I haven't seen. Hey, can I just throw this out? Tall girl six two. Yeah, I know. I could pick My her up. My cousin is taller. I could pick than her up. Her. I could pick up tall girl. She wears a size twelve. I wear a size seventeen in men's. You know what She's they not say that about big. big shoes. She's not that big. Small dicks. I was gonna say big feet, Corey. That's <laughs> my little brother. <laughs> All right. On that awkward note, yeah. love you guys. Bye. Wait, see you. you have to say the thing. I was going to after Kurt said that. Oh. Oh. Stuita, like. <laughs> wow. Why do I have to be the only one to plug social media? Because you're the one who remembers all of it. I, I plugged our socials. I said, please reach out to us on any of our socials. DM us on Twitter. <laughs> Send us a carrier pigeon. What's our at then, Kurt? On at CDR pod or even our individual ones. I'm at dumb hipster CDR. 
I think I met Sam Senior. <laughs> <laughs> I think Corey and I are the only ones that just use our actual handles. Yeah, I'm at Curiosity. Oh, I'm at, at Sam CDR Pod. Yeah, mine's just HP Freak 2012. On I do everything. I, I only have an Instagram. <laughs> I have like everything. Katie really loves RPGs, you guys. RPGs? Yeah, HP Ale Health Points. Oh my god. That's for Harry Potter, because I'm a fucking nerd. <laughs> I was, uh, like, the, the moment you were like, what? I was like, this is sad. <laughs> I didn't think about it. All right, anyway, everybody. Anyway, we're at CDR Podcast on everything except nope, for Facebook. No, 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 CDR Pod. CDR Pod. And on if everything you need except to... for Facebook. That, that's Wait, why you're in charge of this. We all, but if you guys ever need to email us, I'll put it in our little description down below. Our email is certainlydoomedreviews at gmail.com. If you email us a movie, we will review it. Yes. We have gotten some suggestions on Spotify. And we are not watching Cannibal Holocaust, Kurt. Yo, anyone else could have left that besides me? We don't know. It says your name. Fuck. Nice <laughs> 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 <I> try, though. <laughs> we'll try to review it. All right, everybody. Go follow us on Facebook, Certainly Doom Reviews, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at CDR Pod. And watch this fucking movie. <laughs> watch it. begging you. All right, bye. Bye. Deuces, y'all. See ya. <laughs>